It's Tuesday, April 11th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. It's going to be a short week for us here on Market Foolery. The market is closed on Friday. I'm going to be heading up to New York for an abbreviated spring break. But here's the good news. We've got other podcasts here at The Motley Fool. This is a great opportunity to check them out. So, there you go. Uh, we're going to get into... What are they? You can Since che- you're promoting them? You can check out Rule Breaker Investing, which is David Gardner's weekly podcast. Get insights and observations from David Gardner, who's you know only... One of the on the short list of the best growth stock investors of the last 25 years, Motley Fool Answers. Their latest episode is on how to improve your credit score. Who doesn't want to improve their credit score? You can also check out Industry Focus, which is the other daily podcast. They're not taking any time off this week, so no, you know it's they, just you. They're working harder than I am. Uh, what are you going to be doing? Uh, taking the kids to uh, Statue of Liberty. Ellis Classic, Island. yeah, Ellis Island. You know, the entry point for the United States for millions and millions of people, including some of their ancestors. So, hit that and eh, a few other things. I, I I hear there's stuff to do in New York. Catch City. a show, maybe. I don't think we're catching a show. No, no, not doing that. Um, Whole Foods stock had quite a day. We're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to get into what's happening with Walt Disney. Can we just do a quick hit on United Airlines? Which, if the stock didn't fall yesterday on the incredibly ham-handed way that they just dealt with everything with that ripping that guy off the plane on Sunday, uh, it is today. Shares down about three and a half percent, and I'm not suggesting that this is going to have any meaningful long-term effect. Um, although we can get into that, but this is a stock that has tripled over the last five years. So, think what you want about United Airlines, but if you've been a shareholder for the last five years, you're pretty darn happy with how things have been going. True, uh, and I think that uh, you know the general industry dynamic is continues to be favorable. They're not positioning themselves particularly well at the moment to take advantage of that. Uh, probably a few cancellations here and there, but I don't I don't know that this is going to have any longer. Impact in uh, a few days, a few weeks, maybe. I think. I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I, I guess we'll see over the next few weeks what actually happens because people have been saying, you know, there's there's talks of boycotts and you know all 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 manner of things that could adversely affect United, and then someone will rightly point out, well, people say that. Until the next time they need to fly from point A to point B, and the cheapest flight is and the most convenient flight is a United Airline flight, in which case they'll probably, you know, put aside any strong feelings they have and uh, and say, well, I'll go with that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so the main competition is uh, the other major U.S. carriers for them. There are always choices of what you can fly, but boy, you know, I, I can't imagine that my personal reaction to this would be. Come to think of it, I love flying Delta. Why have I not been taking Delta every time I have the choice, or or American? You know, we've we've had unpleasant experiences like everybody else on pretty much every domestic carrier or or the major ones anyway. I guess I don't know. I think I think that I'm not this bad personally. Right. I've been dragged off a plane. Yeah, not know, yet anyway. This, this year, I I I really. Um, 
I, sh- I should stop being surprised by this, but I, I continue to be surprised when the official reaction from a large company dealing with consumers um, is so incredibly tone deaf and and ham handed and the way that United has handled this in the in just the the past forty eight hours from the moment this incident happened till right now they've done just about everything wrong and from a systems standpoint once you get to the point where you say uh, we're going to do all these things to try and get people off the plane so that we can get our employees in and once you hit the point in the plan that says oh. And if none of the stuff before that works, we're going to have a computer pick seats at random, and we're going to remove those people from the plane. You've got a bad plan <laughs> once you hit that point. And I don't know why, in this day and age, they don't just make it an auction system where they say, you know what? Here's our number. You've all got mobile phones. Take them out. Text us. Text us what it will take to get you off this plane, and we're going to pick four of you. I would do that. Mm-hmm. I've got a number in my mind. You've got like it's it maybe not as low as the person sitting next to me, but there's absolutely a number I've got in mind. Yeah, I think I think they'll be uh, improving uh, that that system. Whether it's where they just increase the amount that they're willing to offer, or make people bid uh, their own offers, or something, but they've uh, they've got a system that is going to be looked at closely, very closely. They and everybody else is looking at them because they're all. Thinking, boy, we're just lucky we're not the ones today. <laughs> um, last thing on this, and then we'll move on to Whole Foods. Um, for anyone who says there's no such thing as bad publicity, we're really we're really testing the limits on that one. Yeah, and uh, it is a, a cliche, and everybody instinctively knows it's it's not true. Um, there is such a thing as bad publicity. It is. I was looking it up. The saying is credited to uh, P.T. Barnum, whose business is going out of business right now, this year, next month. Uh, so, in terms of uh, the elephants and the removal of the elephants from their program, which was a result of bad publicity about uh, the care and handling of the elephants, uh, yes, they they themselves proved very much that there is such a thing as bad publicity because. People have stopped going, or, or enough people have stopped going that uh, they can't make a go of it anymore. So, yeah, United Airlines is really testing the outer limits right now of, of whether there's. <laughs> it seems it seems like they're very good at generating bad publicity, and that it's bad. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens with this with their business and certainly like their next quarterly call. Um, Whole Foods shares were up 10% yesterday on the news that Jana Partners has taken a stake in the company. And by a stake, I mean nearly 9%. Uh, Jana Partners, uh, (laughs) they're not just taking a stake just to take it. They want board members, they want operational changes, and they said that Whole Foods should seriously consider any takeover offers. This is where I point out that John Mackey, the CEO at Whole Foods, uh, sits on the board of directors here at The Motley Fool. I'm sure he likes the fact that his shares were up 10%. I can't imagine he's thrilled about the fact that uh, they're looking to invade the board of directors at Whole Foods, and, um, and in particular, 
are pushing the whole thing about the sale. Although, you know, I, I say that, and in the next breath, I'm going to say, I go back to last week seeing Panera founder Ron Shake on live television talking about how Panera was going to go private, and he looked borderline giddy at the prospect of running a private company versus being a public company CEO. Yeah, well, I think it. Uh, well, they were going out um, at the top in terms of out being out of the public markets uh, at you know going out at an all time high and uh, in the wake of the success of their recent efforts to make uh, mobile a bigger part of their strategy. Whereas Whole Foods, I mean, going back to whether. John Mackey is likely to be happy about the last 24 hours. Uh, you know, given that uh, Jana Partners have, have expressed uh, interest in helping uh, look at uh, both the real estate, the board, the capital allocation strategies, 365, the brand, um, customer loyalty, category management. I mean, they listed more or less. All of the ways the business is being run, everything, all the ways the business is being run, all the things that are being talked about, and uh, they obviously see that there is value in the company that is not being realized by, in their opinion, not being realized by current management and their current strategies and their tactics. I mean, they're going after the strategies and the tactics, right? So, I mean, we can see one. That's or the other. comprehensive. That is. Do you think that's how that phone call went? Hi, John. It's Jana Partners. We'd like to talk about absolutely everything. Did you want to talk about strategy or tactics? Yes, both. <laughs> oh. Where do you think this goes from here? I mean, if you if you're betting on likely outcomes, uh, I I don't think that you can, and I don't know that that. John Mackey has made any sort of official statement. I don't know that the company has made any sort of official statement about Jana Partners. And we've seen this in the past with other companies, certainly with, you know, the one that leaps to mind is Carl Icahn taking a stake in Apple and Tim Cook just putting out a statement essentially saying, hey, we're always interested in input from shareholders, but not really acknowledging Icahn to the extent that I'm sure Icahn was hoping he would be. Um, where do you think, where do you think this goes? Because, uh, like I said, I, I, I don't know what goes on in John Mackey's head, but I have to believe there is just like we were talking about with airlines, and I've got my price that will get me off the plane and taking a flight the next day. I bet John Mackey has a price in mind for his company for what it would take to go private, because I'm sure. Just it's so much of the ethos of Whole Foods when you think about their community outreach and just there are a lot of parts of that business that make me think, oh, they're they're probably better off being private. Well, so you're asking, let me get this straight. You're asking me to speculate about what's in John Mackey's head. Because um, if that's what you're asking, I'll go ahead and do it. But but let's just realize that's. That's no. the chances of my getting it right are almost zero. So, so no. Let's go back to the question before. No, that's that. what you were asking for. I'm just pointing out what you were asking for. Where do what you th- do you think is in his head? Since we're all mind readers today on the show, where do you think this goes next? What do you think is the next domino to fall? Um, is it board members? I, I think. 
All right. So the board's got a responsibility to listen to uh, these ideas and entertain what is a major shareholder's position. And there are legitimate concerns that uh, current shareholders have not benefited from owning these shares. And uh, I think it depends on how fundamental the uh, the strategy that is being pushed by Jana is. If it is going to wholly change the company and what it sees its mission to be, which is not just to make more money. I mean, they've they've been doing. They did a good job in identifying a market need, um, or what has become a market need for organic selection of foods. Uh, in a sense, they they won. They won the primary battle, which is to promote that as a an important part of many people's lives. And the unfortunately, the cost of winning the battle is competition. That everybody who has the money and would have lost market share to Whole Foods has caught on and said, "Well, we can do that too." And if we don't do it, we're going to be losing a huge chunk of our business. So we have to do it, and they have done it in a more shareholder beneficial way than Whole Foods, which has um, really managed to sort of squander its its market position in terms of um, they've continued to grow the business, they've continued to fulfill their mission. They just haven't really fulfilled the mission of rewarding current shareholders. And some of that does have to do with stuff that I don't think would interfere with the mission, like customer loyalty data, uh, loyalty programs and you know discounts for couponing and things like that, which really aren't fundamentally uh, running up against unless the the you know mission, which some people might think it is, is just to charge really large amounts for food. That I don't think that's the mission. I don't think that's the mission. <laughs> that's just something they could do while they could do it. Uh, and now they're finding that actually competing on price is uh, a, a game that they were not, Particularly well prepared to do, and and but there's no choice about that going forward. So I think the board has to listen to somebody that, if they have the best interests of the company and its its mission beyond making profits, but something which is more inclusive of growing profits, then uh, whether that takes the form of uh, you know seeing new people on the board or adopting the strategies, uh, I th- I think that uh, this. This is going to probably change the company in some way. It's an eleven, not necessarily a major way. But it's it's an eleven and a half billion dollar company. This is you know it wouldn't take an enormous check from someone, whether they're an existing company in the U.S. or you know as we saw with JAB Holding last week, some European outfit that wants to get a footprint in the United States. It really wouldn't take an enormous amount of money to just buy this company. Not at this point, no. Uh, it was a significantly more expensive company, uh, I don't know, three, four years ago uh, than it is today. So the check is a lot smaller. Uh, it's been cut basically in about half uh, over the last three years, I guess. It was a $21 billion company as 2013 ended, and, you know, yeah, cut in half. So. Possible, you might find somebody interested in buying it, but they'd have to be able to then run it the way you know. If if it came, so Panera, I believe, is going to continue to be managed by Ron Shay. Yes, right. These that's part of the deal. That's what you want. That's part of what you're buying. I think, 
and probably an opportunity for Panera, Panera to expand. Uh, and right now, Whole Foods is sort of cutting back on some of its store growth. I think somebody who's taking over the company would maybe continue to do that and just try to perfect the, the current operations rather than rapidly expand it. Shares of Walt Disney are hitting a new 52-week high after the good people at Goldman Sachs added Walt Disney to its conviction buy list. Among the reasons they cited were new park attractions coming online in Orlando, Anaheim, and Shanghai, and the studios. And the 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 line from part of the note about the studios and the movie business and four Marvel movies in the pipeline and two Star Wars movies. Uh, it included this line, better than expected Beauty and the Beast box office results could create further upside to consumer products and studio estimates. I feel like you can go with will. You can, you can substitute the word will in there, because the idea that Beauty and the Beast is going to hit the $1 billion mark this weekend in global box office and is not in some meaningful way going to add to the bottom line of what they're doing in consumer products and studio estimates. Like, come on, go strong to the hoop, Goldman Sachs. <laughs> it's absolutely going to create further upside for consumer products. It's a billion dollar movie. It's not like many of those happen every year. They got a lot of consumer products out there already, though. They do. They got a, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a pretty impressive. A way to just keep something going with between the animation and the live action and the uh, plays, the theater versions of the same thing. You know, if you just get the story done right once, uh, and of course, in other uh, movies, they're they're able to make more sequels. I don't know that there's a Beauty and the Beast sequel that's ever been tried. I don't I mean, think they've so. Done it with Lion King and taken those stories. Into parts two, three, and four, but that, I think they found largely that most of the classic Disney movies did not uh, deserve the sequels that were inflicted upon them, and that the live-action way to try to just keep going to the bank works a lot better. Yeah, um, it's also you know it's also a strategy, and we've seen this with. Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and with The Jungle Book, where essentially you're handing a beloved animated movie property over to a director and a creative team, and you're saying, please don't screw this up. If you can make it, if you can add a couple of touches that make it better, I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast, but the, the, the new one that is, but there, there's some new music there that you know, is, is apparently part of the attraction. But it's really just, hey, can you just not screw this up? This is like, people love this thing. If you just do as good and don't screw it up, don't obviously screw it up, then we're going to do just fine here. And that appears to have worked. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the concerns about ESPN are diminished. Yes. Uh, Ongoing concerns, as everybody has, about what is going to beset uh, cable operators and the networks from. Cord cutting and and uh, you know Netflix and uh, all the other choices there are, and so that has been a drag on Disney shares. And by drag, it's not stopping Disney shares from getting back. Actually, they're they're at a 52-week high, but just sort of getting back to their best levels of 2015. And that's not a long time to wait to get back to 
you know the highest point that your company was. Uh, but it is ESPN, most specifically, that has been a drag uh, on the stock. While a lot has been going right in the studios between the, the Star Wars movies and the Marvel movies, that's had to do the work to make up for the concerns about ESPN. That's going to continue, I think. But the nice part of that is that these theaters, um, the, the theater productions, keep keep hitting home. They keep hitting home runs with the Marvel lineup, and you know, and the repackaging of of the live action stuff. Uh, I don't know when is Frozen Two coming out. I don't know. It's coming out someday. At some point, yeah. Some point. There'll be another Toy Story. There'll be another. Incredibles movie, which I know you're very excited about. We got Cars three coming out this spring. So, yeah, the uh, yeah, Toy Story is 2019, and Incredibles two is 2018. And see, you only have to wait one year. Cars is this year, and and a couple of other things, new uh, new things, new Pixar movie that coming out this fall called Coco. Yeah. So there's yeah, it's got a dog. What? It's got a dog. That's uh, always classic. People love dogs. Yeah. Other than yourself. <laughs> Other people love dogs. I love animated dogs. <laughs> you know, in the movie Up, Doug, who you know, who could talk, all the dogs could talk. Who didn't love that? All right. Do we have anything else? We should probably just close the loop on Wawa real quickly. So the investing part For is over. all of those that still wanted to hear more about Wawa. Yeah, and we'll make this really quick because Dan Boyd, our producer, is otherwise going to just throw a chair through the glass and hit us. Um, but uh, I've I've been twice in the last two weeks. I've been to one out in Delaware, one out in Virginia. I get it. I'll like I said about In and Out Burger. I totally get it. I get why people love Wawa. And uh, yeah, good food and good coffee. Yeah, good coffee. Good coffee. Fairly distinctive taste to it. Um, and I was at Wawa yesterday because I was in Philadelphia back. Uh, but yeah, I hit Wawa before getting back on the road. Nice. Um, Do your kids? Were were your kids with you? One of them. Okay. Uh, and bizarrely, she does not like Wawa. Wow. My son loves it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think she has just taken that stance to annoy me. It could be because wh- how could you? <laughs> There's you- stuff in Wawa that every kid is going to like. That's true. It's not. <laughs> it's not like it's you know one particular. There's particular nothing t- in this convenience store that I'm willing to eat or drink. That's that's an impossibility. Yeah, there are so many things in there. You got to find something. Yeah, she wasn't working with me. Then clearly it's you. It's, it's not Wawa. <laughs> no, it's, it's not you. Wawa. You can read more from Bill Barker and his colleagues. Go to FoolFunds.com, sign up for declarations. It's the free monthly newsletter. There, that's what you can do because it's a short week here on Market Foolery. Go to the time that you otherwise would have spent listening to Market Foolery. Go to FoolFunds.com, sign up for declarations. Do some really insightful reading of the stuff that Bill Barker and Brian Hinman and that whole crew produce. Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.